0: happy 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 new year and um well we're starting very seriously you know with our first episode this year and i want to talk about period poverty um maybe this is the first time you're hearing about it maybe not but if it's is uh, period poverty happens when someone cannot afford proper menstrual hygiene products including tampons and sanitary pads and all of that now health experts have labeled period poverty as the cause of why you know um, young girls in particular uh, routinely miss out on school and i think that uh, recent data shows that approximately 1.2 billion women across the world do not have sufficient access to these menstruation sanitation products. Anyway, I'm not talking about this all by myself. Uh, there's a young lady who's joining me on the podcast today. Her name is EB and she's been doing tremendous work, you know, on her own, trying to get funding, trying to raise money and, you know, put an end to period poverty in her own little way as much as possible. Hi EB. Hi, hi Fola. Happy New Year, right? (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) So, how are you doing? How's everything?
1: Life is good, you know. We're enjoying the New Year, everything is fine. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. So let's talk about your work. I saw that tweet uh, just a few days ago where, you know, you were celebrating the fact that you got, you were able to raise some finances. I think to provide, you know, help uh, sanitary help for young girls. So what is this project about, really, for you? How long have you been running it? You know, give us the whole story. Okay, so
1: it's not even a project. It's so when I was in SS three. Um, mm. I got sent back home from school because I was having some health issues. Yeah. And there's uh, someone that sells stuff in front of my house area. And for some weird reason, she reached out to me to ask for money. And, you know, growing up, we thought, well, I thought, well don't give people money and all that. So I asked her, what do you mm-hmm. want the money for? It's, you know, she stayed close by. I said, oh, she wanted to buy pads. So I gave her the money. And the next yeah. month, she came back. And she came back with someone else, with her sister. That Oh, oh can wow. I give them money for the two of them? And since then, this is about six years ago, I have been giving them money monthly for pads.
0: Mm-hmm. And then for
1: girls, you know, they come around with their friends and we talk. And I realized that um, they just don't have the money. It's not like yeah. they don't want to get the pads, they just don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And for someone to walk up to you and ask, Oh, can I get this? Can you give me money for this? So one day I asked, If I did not give you money, what would you have been using? And it was her friends that she used to come with. And she said, well, they use cloth. That's a normal thing, they use cloth. She's always been using cloths. That it was even when, um, mm. started talking to this other girl that's my neighbor, that, you know, she realized that it was normal to use pads monthly. So wow. apparently pads were only for when you could afford them or when you had the extra money. The normal thing was to use cloth or mm. to use paper And that was the first time I was hearing such a thing because mm. I have never not been able to buy pads or afford the things that i need even down to going to the hospital Mm -hmm. you know and thinking that someone can buy pads you can't change pads when you want to they wash and reuse they wash and reuse pads so at first being a broke child because i was young i used to use my pocket money Mm. but um yeah somehow the money has just always been available to give to them and yeah. so I started asking for help because the number of girls were growing from yeah. two now I'm buying pads monthly for over 30 girls. Um so it was a lot. Yes, it was a lot. Yeah. So I used to call my friends and with helping, you know, some of them would buy the pads in bulk for me or just mm. leave them in bulk with me. But um a week ago, someone reached out to me when I had made a tweet about you know requiring books for these girls, because a lot of them can't even afford to go to school. Um mm. Two of them are about to get married off, wow. which is ridiculous because they're not, not 18 yet. I
0: mean, that's another problem
1: entirely. That's a, that's a different problem entirely. So they can't afford to go to school. About three of them are done with Wayek, but there's no money to go to the university. A couple of them wow. have never been into a secondary school before. And so they asked, oh, if I had books to give to them. I'm sure, I always have books, so I give out. Then they asked if I had more. So that's when I made a tweet mm. asking if anybody had books, you know, that you wanted to, they wanted to give out. And I have been yeah. able to gather a lot of books. I'm still gathering books. If I'm that you have books, please let me know. Um, and then someone reached out to me and said that, hey, they'd like to buy pads for the girls. They asked how many. I told them over 30. And they sent me a thousand dollars to get pads for the year for them. And I cried because... Wow. <laughs> uh, sorry, excuse me it's okay so it meant a lot it meant a lot because i know um i know where these girls have come from mm-hmm. how they used to want to open up or talk before and um even when they tell their friends that oh there's someone that buys pads for them their friends would be shy mm-hmm. to come and talk on oh i need pads mm-hmm. or this and so there's some months where i've had to say oh i can only give this person i can't give you because it's not mm-hmm. enough and that's a problem, that's my decision somebody should have to make.
0: Yeah.
1: But mm-hmm. get to that meant a lot, get, and I'll forever be grateful, because it's one thing to have to know that, oh, you're bleeding every month and having to deal with all the health complications and pain mm-hmm. and mood swings that come with it, but knowing that you, you can't have pads or you can't even you have... You don't eat.
0: have what you need yeah. to make yourself safe and clean.
1: Exactly. And that's just the basics. I'm not even talking hot water bottles or medication or underwear or mm-hmm. anything it's just the basics it's just the basics Pads. so yeah that meant a lot to me that really meant a lot and personally so that i don't have to bother about oh, where is this month's money coming from where's next month's money coming yeah. from? i know that that's sorted out yes
0: i mean it's incredible what you're doing when i when i read your tweets it just made me think and this is not to be honest This is not the first time i've been thinking about this so uh, there was a day my friend and I went grocery shopping and you know we just decided oh we needed you know tampons and 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 stuff and I'm a heavy bleeder so I always have to you know buy double of everything sometimes Mm -hmm. you know buy way extra more than you know the average woman would buy and you know we we saw the prices on the shelves and I remember telling her that man this thing is getting serious it's getting to a point where you know imagine if we probably don't have jobs or we we can't afford this regularly on a monthly basis what are we going to do with ourselves and it's i I think it kind of brought brought it back to reality for me that there there are people when, when i saw your tweet it brought it back to reality that there there are women like me there are young girls you know who really can't afford this you know their parents can't and they can't you know they they it, it, it just makes me ask a whole lot of questions
1: that so this girl, yes. they have to make they have to make the decision mm. between you know do i use this money to feed or do i use this money to buy yeah. pads? and when you're you know looking at preferences you know other of importance what's the first Is thing it's a tough to choice exactly it's a tough choice so and nobody should have to make that decision do i eat or do i buy yeah. pads or do i get pads nobody should have to... and yes you're correct like pads are really expensive so now there's a brand recently that i checked the price and it was almost 500 naira Mm -hmm. who who has and you can't even use one packet a month you're looking at two three you know depending like so you're looking
0: at spending about three thousand naira or
1: 2005 a month exactly so yeah it's the decision nobody should have to make and considering that you know half the population more than half the population bleeds monthly it still doesn't make any sense why one pads are not free and 2 three, mm-hmm. they're not free that this expensive.
0: I feel like, um, you know, I know this conversation has been started at different points, you know, in different rooms and people talking about, you know, having um, policies that would regulate, you know, uh, the sale, importation, whatever we need to do to bring down the price of sanitary pads. Also, I agree with you that I I don't know why it cannot be free. I mean, we have society for family health where, you know, they provide uh, contraceptives, they provide, you know, they provide a pill, they provide contraceptives. so free you know in low-income communities and in some other places I, I i don't see the reason why we cannot advocate for us to have you know sanitary pads added to you know these things that they do but that's a whole different conversation entirely i'm more concerned with you know the the immediate what we can do for you know the girls around us that we the lives we can immediately affect that we can immediately touch like um Beyond just buying pads for them every month, there are so many issues that are associated with it. I mean the fact that they can it took I can imagine the courage it took for the very first person to come to you. Exactly because when i was growing up when it comes to menstrual issues we can't talk about it you're so shy you're embarrassed you you know it's something that you're told to hide really so it must have taken a lot of courage it must have taken some form of desperation to come and talk about it but then after that how do we keep them engaged such that they're able to get the right access to information you know the act the the access to 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 the to the health you know needs that they would probably have. What can we do help with?
1: The conversation. The conversation starts from schools. How are we approaching the topic of you know puberty and reproduction and menstrual health? How are we? Is is the teaching being influenced influenced by religion? The whole sex education talk is it still being influenced by religion and morality? Mm-hmm. Because that's where the whole shame culture starts to breed. As long as you know in um, the family, they're talking about it all oh, your periods, you know, it's something you don't talk about like that, something to be ashamed of and then you go to school and oh, you're hearing yeah. the same thing exactly, so it's how are we how do we want to, you know rewrite this curriculum how do we want to, you know um, approach the whole topic of menstrual health differently mm. to secondary school, because these are the people that are starting, you know, to bleed these are the people that, that are stepping into puberty for the first time it's how you bring it yeah. to them it's how they learn it that's how they mm-hmm. they're gonna grow up with it and that's the mindset they're going to develop around and it's going to take a lot to um have a reorientation of their mindset because yeah even up till now um there are people that still can't say oh i'm having uh, cramps or i'm having menstrual pain or this is why i'm in so much pain because when i was in secondary school i used to i used to have mm-hmm. a lot of pain i'm still a lot of pain during my periods in high school i couldn't talk about it um if my friends ask me oh what's wrong with you i tell i have ulcer pains i don't have ulcer i don't have ulcer pains but i couldn't wow. say that. Oh, this is what's wrong with me exactly you know you're going to the bathroom to change and you're hiding you know periods in your you're hiding your- yeah books. so these are not conversations that people can openly you know openly have like even the full uh-huh. time even up till now if someone new comes up to and like oh can you add me to people you're giving pads to it's the first time she talks to me and four or five months from then on the, the tone of her voice is different the confidence in her voice is mm-hmm. because the first time it's almost like she's whispering she can't talk she's having her friends talk for her Yeah, it's almost like she can't believe oh they're, like, this is what they're asking for And but people need to understand mm-hmm. that it's not bleeding is not an abomination that's one menstrual health is not, mm-hmm. not something to be secretive about or something to be ashamed of or something to be hidden yeah. exactly because if people yeah. have these conversations people will know what works what doesn't work um, that is true. Exactly. What works for my body, what doesn't work for my body, what's good for me, what's not good for me, and then you have issues that you can't talk about. You know, you're going through so much pain, but someone else is telling you, "Oh, it's a normal thing. That's what every woman goes through." And people have this, mm. yeah. People have endometriosis, and they don't know because they can't get checked. Because mm. nobody's having these conversations around periods. So yeah, if exactly like, in high schools, we start to address the way we talk about these things. You know not i agree not, i totally agree not mixing sex education or you know the whole teaching with religion or with morality or whatnot you know teach it the way mm-hmm. it. there's nothing to be ashamed of about your body or about bleeding mm-hmm. or about needing you know needing menstrual mm-hmm. hygiene products
0: I agree. I totally agree with you. I mean, you you couldn't have said it better. Uh, for me, it, also parents, because I feel like be, before, you know, before you get to school, before you probably, you know, get into uh, your puberty years and you go to boarding school or you go to day school and then you get taught by teachers, I feel like parents also, you know, have a big part to play here. Um, if I were to draw on some of my own experiences when I was growing up, I would say that I I think I was just lucky because I read a lot. So some of a lot of the information were from books I had read and then from friends who were older, older girls, you know, that I could ask questions and they could tell me stuff because I never learned a lot of these things from my mom and you, you wouldn't believe it. Um, my first time of getting my period my mother was embarrassed to talk to me about <laughs> it it was so weird you know <laughs> i could literally see the embarrassment on her face it's you
1: know. <laughs> and... something that should be private oh your period your monthly flower your monthly yeah! Jesus Christ she was very embarrassed and everything, you know, she didn't even show me like how to
0: use a pad and all these things I had to pretty much pick up on my own, you know, so I feel like um, we're, we're raising a new generation of parents right now, some of us are becoming parents, I feel like, you know, it, it's a barrier that we have to, we have to do way better, you know, than our mothers and, and for those who are already mothers and you know, older mothers, I feel like we should open that channel of communication and, and talk about it and, you know, and you see, um, there's something you you ju- you did when you were telling your story, and I I, I noted it down mm. that I feel we need more of. Um for want of a better word, I'll call it the big sister. Um what do I name it now? Like this big sister thing where have, this girl saw you, yeah. See, you, you're not related to them, you don't know them. They came to you and they talked to you and you were there for them like a big sister. I feel like there are more girls who are probably seeing us maybe in the neighborhoods, maybe where we work, maybe, we, you know, who just would want to come up and, you know, ask for help. And even if they're not coming to ask for help, I think we should be more conscious of noticing. I'm very, very particular about the young ladies around me, the ones that, you know, walk around, the ones that live in my neighborhood, the ones that live in my estate. I'm particular about it because I know that, you know, some of them don't have anyone looking out for them, you know? And so if you are there or if we are there, it's also part of our responsibility. Yes, we have, you know, other things going on in our own private lives, but I feel like we should always just remember that this young ladies sometimes don't have someone looking out for them and I think that if I look back on the teenage me it would have been nice to have someone looking out for me that way you know so as usual our network service providers decided to move mad and so we lost connection with EB but then uh, we had a pretty good conversation, and I want to thank Eb for joining us all the way from Port Harcourt. Yes, Eb is in Port Harcourt, and she's doing an amazing job. You can follow her on all social media platforms. She's on Twitter at this Eb. That's T H I S I B I. And if you want to help out, you know, with what she's doing, please feel free to reach out to her and let her know. And if you want to do something in your own little space as well, go ahead and do it. If you have a younger sister, your younger sister has friends, your cousins uh, have friends and you have young girls in your area in your workplace in your neighborhood that you know need some help just be there You know, as much as possible, that's what we're trying to do this year to make sure that we're there for these young ladies who might just need help and not even know how to come forward or be too embarrassed to come forward. So if you're a woman out there and you're listening to this, uh, please pay attention. Yes, there are things going on in our own individual lives, but please pay attention because you never can tell uh, how much of a help you would be. And that's it on Everyday Lagos. I will see you when I see you. Goodbye, have a great day.